for the chance we have to come into your presence, Lord, to sing the Psalms, Lord, inspired scripture, sing it back to you for the testimonies of thanks that were given for the reading of scripture, Lord. We're such undeserving people that you've been so gracious to, so kind to. You have shed your grace upon us by the heaps, Lord. Salvation and all that that comes with, Lord. We thank you so much for Calvary. We thank you for your son. Thank you, Father, we have reconciliation, peace with God through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what is truly your unspeakable gift, Lord. And so now as we, we meditate for a few minutes on thankfulness and thanksgiving, Lord, we ask you to be with us. Teach us by your spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thankfulness, thanksgiving, is the heart of the Christian experience, I would say. Uh, we who have received much should be thankful for much, right? To whom much is given, much is required. Psalm 69, 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. We read earlier Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalm 95, verse 2 says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. An unforgiving heart is not a heart that's indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. Let me just say that. Thankfulness should be to the Christian as breathing is to the person. C.S. Lewis said we ought to give thanks for all fortune if it is good because it is good. If bad because it works in us, patience, humility, and the contempt of this world and the hope of our eternal country. Andrew Murray said, let us thank God heartily as often as we pray that we have his spirit in us to teach us to pray. Thanksgiving will draw our hearts out to God and keep us engaged with him. It will take our attention from ourselves and give the spirit room in our hearts. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. What gift? Well, obviously the Lord Jesus Christ, John 3, 16, and all that comes with that, right? I mentioned it in my prayer. Reconciliation with God. You and I have been reconciled to God. You and I who were enemies of God. You and I who were strangers from the covenants. You and I have not only been reconciled, but brought into his family. That's the gift we've received. How can we be less than thankful people? We've been... I should say our sins have been taken away to the point of complete innocence. Think about that. He didn't just set us free from our sin, right? It's not a pardon. I know we use that term a lot. It's not really a pardon. Because in a pardon, you have to confess guilt, right? But we're not guilty. We're declared not guilty by God, right? We're innocent. There's no charge to my account. Uh, Brother Abbott at our church yesterday preached on uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is now, therefore, no condemnation Amen. to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. I deserve condemnation. Mm -hmm. I deserve wrath. I am a lawbreaker. I have sinned against a holy and a righteous God. And God looks at me and says, not guilty, not condemned. You know why? Because Jesus was condemned for us. Amen. We should be a thankful people. 
He was condemned. He was declared guilty the week he be declared not just forgiven, but not guilty. As if we never did it in the first place. That's the gift that God has given to believers. He's given us the indwelling of the spirit, a new nature. He's given us the world, really. We're joint heirs with Christ. All that Christ inherits, you and I inherit too. We are kings and priests. We reign with Christ. We also receive through Christ all that we have today. All of our material, temporal blessings come to us through Christ. All of our spiritual blessings come to us through Christ. We're told the necessities of life are provided by God in Matthew 6, 24 through 34. Temporal blessings are given to us for the purpose of giving them back to the Lord. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 through 11. Listen, the spiritual blessings typically come through bad times, don't they? Very few, if you look back over your life, very few of the spiritual blessings in your life came from the mountaintop. They come from the valley. That's where we learn the spiritual lessons. That's where we get the spiritual blessings. They happen through uh, tragedy or, or hardship, don't they? Romans eight twenty eight though, right? All things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. That's where the spiritual blessings... Now, when the, when the world experiences tragedy, it is a tragedy. Because God's not working all things together for their good. He's working together for the good for all those who love him, who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. These hard times conform us to the image of Christ. For a believer, a hard time is a chance to know Christ deeper. When you grow in grace, compassion... Love or faithfulness, these are part of the gift of receiving Christ. When we receive the gift of Christ, we receive all that Christ is. We take on his life, his holiness, his love, and all the other traits that flow from his nature come to us in our new life. When you inherit Christ, you inherit Christ, all of him. Christ is also a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Those who follow a suffering Savior will know suffering. You cannot follow the crucified one without a cross. That's where we learn the spiritual blessings. Amen. The Bible promises that those who share in the suffering of Christ will share also in his glory. For that, we should be thankful. How can we be thankful for hard times? Because the hard times bring the glory. The suffering brings the glory. Don't expect to be glorified with Christ if you have not suffered with him. Don't expect to be exalted with Christ if you've not been put up on the cross. So I have limited time. I'm going to try to keep 20 minutes. If I go longer than that, fortunately for you guys, you have a, a hefty preacher who likes to eat. So, Great God. Amen. We're, we're giving thanks all over again. Should I open back the floor back up? No, I'm just kidding. So let me talk about thankfulness for a minute. Let me encourage you this evening to sing your thankfulness to the Lord. Amen. Turn to Psalm 147, verse 7. Psalm 147, verse 7. Sing your thankfulness to the Lord. Psalm 147, verse 7. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. So many of our songs, have you noticed, are centered on thanksgiving? Yep. Sing. Do you sing to the Lord? I don't mean in church. I mean, do you sing to the Lord? 
in the presence of God, do you sing his praises? Do you sing your thanksgiving to him? If your answer is, well, no, I don't have a good voice, you need to repent. You're self-centered. You're self-focused. God doesn't judge talent. He judges the heart. Well, I don't like to sing. I don't care. You're commanded to sing. You notice it's, it's not, a, it's not, it's not a, there's not a, an option here. If you like to sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, it says sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. We're commanded to sing. When you're in church, don't sing. I mean, don't sing like you're listening to a CD or a radio. Too many times in church, I was talking to our church about this, we find ourselves in the service and we're just reciting the words of the song. As if it's Elvis on the radio. We're just singing along to it. Listen, when the song is praying, pray. Make that your prayer. When the song is giving thanks, give thanks. Lift your heart and give thanks to the Lord. Sing your thanksgiving. What you'll find a lot of times, when you sing thanksgiving to God, your heart will follow and you become thankful. You're feeling uh, stressed? Are you feeling, I don't feel like worshiping? Start singing thanksgiving to Christ. It'll change your heart. It'll change your perspective. Sing your thanksgiving. Ephesians 5.19 says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20 says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Singing will set your heart on Christ like nothing else will. Secondly, pray your thankfulness. Sing it and pray it. Philippians 4, 6. Go ahead and turn there. This is probably familiar to most of you, but I want you to look at them with me. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. One of the common problems in our prayer life, well, first of all, it's non-existent, right? Pray. We need to pray. We need to pray more. Let me encourage you, pray more. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been on this at my church since, since I got there. We're, 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 we're going to be a praying people. We have an hour and a half prayer meeting right now before the morning service because we want to be a praying people. We have a text group with everybody in the church on it. And throughout the day, if somebody gets a prayer request, they shoot it on the text group. Everyone's praying for it because we want to be a continuously praying people. But the second problem is that we simply go to God with this wish list, don't we? Like he's a genie. Or, or even like we said at that conference, he's a vending machine. I'll select this one. I'll select this. I need this. I need this. Give me this. I need this. That's how we pray most of the time, isn't it? Like God's just a, a genie. We're just rubbing him with the lamp. He's going to come out. He's going to give us everything we need. Do you ever go before God with no requests? But instead of a list of all the things he's done for you, of all the things you have to give thanks for, and say, God, I'm not, I'm not here for any other reason but to say thank you. Thank you for this and for this and for this. Pray Thanksgiving. When you pray, be thankful. Don't treat God like he's a genie, a vending machine there to meet your needs. God will meet our needs. But he's a father. My father would be pretty upset 
when I was a child, if I took things and didn't say thank you. Even now, as an adult, when I get a gift from him, I say, thank you. Don't treat God any less. Be thankful people. There's a promise in verse 7, if you look at it. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Everyone wants the peace of God, don't they? The issue is obedience. We're not told that prayer alone brings the peace of God. Did you notice that? We're to pray with thanksgiving. You know why that brings the peace of God? Let me tell you why. Because thanksgiving changes your whole perspective. Right? I remember going through tragedies or hardships. My heart was weighed down. I had no song to sing. And I went to the Lord. I pour out my heart to him. And I felt just as bad as I ever did. But then I began to give thanks. Thank you for this. And thank you for providing this. And thank you. And by the end of it, I was singing a song. My whole heart had changed. There was peace where once there was sorrow or anxiousness or anguish. Peace reigned because I was thankful. Thanksgiving changes our perspective to, towards God. Fear of the future can be calmed by remembering all that God has done in the past. Even giving things for bad things. What did God tell Israel? Remember, remember. Tell it to your children. Tell it to your children. Every Passover was a Thanksgiving offering is what it was. Thankfulness for what God had done. You know why Israel strayed from God constantly? Because they didn't remember and they didn't give thanks for what he had done. I think a lot of our problems in life would be solved if we were just more thankful than we are. If we remember this time that we take every year is to remember all that God has done for us this year. But remember that next year when the hard time comes, when the job is not secure. When, when trials come into your life, remember what God did for you this year. He's not going to do less for you next time. We, we gain confidence in God by thanksgiving because we remember all that he has done for us. So sing your thanksgiving. Sing to the Lord. Feel down, depressed, sing. When you pray, give thanks. Set aside time. Let me challenge you. If you don't do this now, take just one day a week. One day, set aside an hour once a week and don't ask God for anything. But make a list of everything he's done for you that you can think of and give thanks. I promise it will change your life. It will change how you see God. Number three, give your thanksgiving. In Genesis 14, we see that after God delivered Abraham, he gave tithes to Melchizedek. This was an expression of thanksgiving to God. All through the scripture, we see people bringing gifts and offering money, possessions, giving them to the Lord, giving, giving to the work of the Lord as an expression of thanksgiving. A thankful people are a giving people. Do you need motivation to give faithfully? Be thankful. Be thankful. God has given us so much just in the way of salvation, not to mention our temporal blessings. Giving is a way to show thankfulness to God. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Our giving should flow from a thankful heart. And it will. 
You can be you can give without being thankful, but you cannot be thankful and not give. Second Corinthians nine verse six. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye have always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Give cheerfully and freely, knowing that God will provide for you. That's what he's saying. Verse 10. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Generous givers will find that God supplies their needs so that they can provide what they need and more to give as well. Amen. Verse 11. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. When you're generous in your giving, God provides for your needs, as well as more ability to keep giving. And all and this bountifulness causes thanksgiving to God. Give because you're thankful to God. God will continue to provide, which causes yet more thanksgiving. Verse 12. For the administration of this service not only supplied the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Those who benefit from the generous giving are led to give many thanksgivings to God. So a thankful heart leads to a generous giving by the Christian, which leads them to more thanksgiving, which leads others to give many thanksgivings. Amen. Give your thankfulness. Amen. If God has given to you, give to God. Yes. Share what God has given to you. You've received it freely, undeservedly. Give freely, knowing that God will multiply what you're giving, right, and make it more bountiful. He'll still provide your needs. By the way, God will provide your needs. Amen. Okay? We can go down back to history. I can show you example after example of men and women who gave of themselves freely and God provided their needs. Uh, Matthew 6 tells us, right? He knows what we need. The clothes we wear, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? How shall we be clothed? He says, don't worry about that, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What things? The food, the clothes, the drink. In other words, he'll take care of our necessities as long as we're seeking the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't afford to give. Wonderful. Then give. <laughs> right? And, and you go back to you go back to uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. What you have there is you have the Macedonians who were giving, Paul says, out of their poverty. Yeah. More than they were able to give because they were thankful that the saints in Jerusalem had sent them the gospel. And so their thankfulness was giving back to those saints to help them out. Right? Yeah. That's what's going on there. So why are you preaching on giving? Because if we're thankful, we need to be giving people. Stingy people are not thankful people. Plus, as it says, those who give sparingly will reap sparingly. I don't want you to reap sparingly. I want you to be blessed. You're blessed by, I don't just mean money. I mean your time. Hey, yourselves, by the way. Paul said to those Macedonians, he said, first they gave of themselves to the Lord. And then they gave financially. Give yourself fully to Christ. Fully. I mean your person, your marriage, your kids, your job, your bank account. Give everything to Christ. And be thankful. Remember Christ, though he was rich, if for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. Share. Be thankful people. Give your thankfulness. Tell your thankfulness. I got one minute left. Tell your, see, I'm trying to look like I care about the time limit. Amen? That's being thoughtful of his feelings. Tell your thankfulness. Psalm 66, 16 says, Come and hear all ye that fear God, 
and I will declare what he had done for my soul. Psalm 71, 15, My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. For I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. One more. Psalm 105, 1 through 3. O give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Spreading thankfulness is as easy as speaking it. When people do things for you, be openly thankful. When the Lord answers a prayer, be openly thankful. You guys have a time every Sunday afternoon, right? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Share what God has done. What you're going to do by doing that is cause those who aren't trusting Christ to trust in Christ more because he's providing your needs. When God does something, when he answers a prayer, you're encouraging other people to pray more because God is a God who answers prayer. You're going to encourage one another on in the faith by being openly thankful for what God has done for you. Don't make it a once a year thing where you stand up and give a testimony. Give testimony regularly. Share what God has done regularly. I talked. I mentioned this text group we have. It spurred some people on to pray more because as we were seeing people get prayers answered, they share the answered prayer on the text group and encourage people, I need to pray more because God's answering everyone's prayers. Amen. Exactly. Be thankful. Tell people the wondrous deeds of the Lord. Tell them what he has done. So sing your thankfulness to Christ. Sing to him. In here, one of a song of thanksgiving, don't recite words. Pray from the heart. Lift up your heart to Christ. At home, when you're take a hymn book, take a psalm, a psalter with you, and sit alone with God and sing his praises. Amen. Sing your thankfulness. It'll change your heart. Amen. Pray your thankfulness. Don't just go to God like a vending machine getting wishes and requests, but thank him for what he has done. Give him praise for what he has done. Remember, if we went to him for it, we couldn't do it ourselves. If he answered a prayer, we couldn't do it. We've received it freely. Give thanks. Tell your thankfulness. Give your thankfulness. Amen. And lastly, very briefly, it's the hard one. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's probably the hardest command in the Bible to obey. Right? I mean, we're like, be not drunk with wine. Got it. Abstain from fornication. You betcha. Give thanks for everything. Well, I don't know about everything. Yes. In everything, this coming year, church, in everything, give thanks. Why? Why should we? Because that's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Everything. You don't hear this much of your testimony tonight, do you? I just want to stand and say, I'm just so, praise the Lord for my broken arm. What a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for the cancer. It sounds ridiculous when I say it, doesn't it? But it's still commanded in the Bible. Yeah. Whatever comes to us, if my wife and children die, do you know why they died? Because God ordained it to be so. And if I'm not thankful, then I'm bitter. I'm angry. I'm an enemy of God. 
I'm going to look at God and say, God, I don't understand why this happened, but thank you for it. Thank you. I don't know what you're doing. I remember when my mom died. Uh, I was, I was the, the lowest point of my life at that point. And I sat alone in the bedroom. And I choked out the words, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Instantly, I was changed. And now, four odd years later, I look back and I see so many blessings that came from that happening at the time that it did. And I look back and I can honestly praise the Lord. But through tears sometimes you have to say, thank you, Lord. If the cancer comes, if we, someone we love passes away, if the car gets wrecked, the house burns down, what did Job say? Though he slay me, yet will I, yet will I praise him. Right? Though he slay me. Listen, church, we're not obedient Christians if we don't give thanks for everything. In everything, give thanks. It's so easy to give thanks when the cancer is cured and we get the new job and we, we buy the new house. But what if the house burns down and we're fired and we get sick? Well, from that sick bed, say, thank you, Lord. I don't know why this is here, but thank you for it. Teach me something. Teach me something. In everything, give thanks. That's a hard one. That's your challenge for the next year. In everything. In the good. How can I give thanks for the bad? You know why? Because all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be what? Conformed to the image of his son. That means that everything that comes in my life, even tragedy, heartache, painful and hurtful times, God is working that for my good to conform me to the image of Christ. Yep. So if I drop dead tomorrow, I want my wife to be able to stand there and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because my dropping dead means that God is going to work for her in her life, something that conforms her more to the image of Jesus. Every trial, every heartache, every tragedy, everything is for our good and for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, church, give thanks in everything, all the time. Let's be thankful, people. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this devotional time in the Word. Lord, I have not perfected the art of thanksgiving. I don't want them to think that I have. I have a long ways to go. I want to learn, like Paul, in whatsoever state I am, to be content. I want to learn to be thankful, Lord. I am thankful right now for your goodness and your grace, but Lord, when that bad time comes, I want to stand like George Mueller when his wife died at the funeral and give the sermon and say, if it were good for me for her to be here, she would still be here. And since she's not, it's good for me that she not be here. In everything, I want to give thanks. In poverty or riches, in safety or in danger, hungry or full. Lord, help me to be thankful. Help us in this room as Christians to speak, to pray, to give, to sing, to tell, in all things, our thankfulness to you for the good, for the bad, 
because it's all a gift. It's all a gift. May we receive it, Lord. That's from a Father who loves us. We thank you again tonight for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, the blessings, both spiritual and material, you've poured on your people over the past year. Thank you for this church. May it continue to stand for righteousness for many, many years to come. In Jesus' name, amen.